right, welcome into the episode. We are the Common Denominators. Fellas, uh, how's everybody feeling tonight? Tired. A little low energy, but we're going to fight through. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to make it. Been a long week. Going to be good after this. Adam, uh, welcome back from overseas. Thank you. Far, far overseas. I literally, this week, you know, we were looking at our uh, our little calendar, and uh, we were trying to plan the recording for tonight, and I th- made the comment, I think Adam's going out of the country. I had no idea he was actually going out of the yeah. country. <laughs> I saw the nine-day streak, and I was yeah. like, is he quitting the podcast, or what's going on? It was, it was nice to be incommunicado, especially work-wise for, for Yeah, that's pretty nice. Days, so. Well, the uh, ladies have probably already noticed. Uh, they haven't heard Lance's voice yet. The dulcet so tones of Lance. He's not going to be with us for this episode. Uh, it's uh, Timmy's birthday, and they are uh, Happy out. birthday, Timmy. Yeah, happy birthday. They're well, out to dinner. Wise choice. Celebrating. So it made me think of a scenario I'm going to uh, spring on you guys right here. So I'm going to give you all three options. And, and the scenario uh, is you're doing a podcast on a Thursday night, and it's your wife's birthday. Okay. Make believe scenario here. So, yeah, yeah these th- <laughs> let me go ahead and just I wonder say, if this will ever happen. <laughs> yeah, hypothetical here, but and I'm going to tell you these three scenarios are not good options. Oh boy! But I want y'all to talk through which is the best and which is the worst and why. Okay. okay. So we're ranking, not picking. We're ranking. Yeah, just okay. whatever, All whatever right. comes to All come right. to your mind. Yeah, All right, we'll work with it. So, your wife, it's your wife's birthday, and you got a podcast that you really want to be at. That you've committed to. That you've committed to. Yeah. Uh, option one is you ask her if you can go to the podcast and start the date late. Hmm. Okay. That's not bad. Soak that one in. All right. Option two, you ask if you can move the birthday celebration to a totally different night or you blindfold your wife, you bring her to the podcast recording and (laughs) surprise her by letting her sit in and watch and maybe talk a little bit. A live recording. Yeah. Mm. I think I would do a combination. Um, I, I like the idea of bringing bringing her here blindfolded, and 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 we know Timmy, and I think Timmy would actually probably appreciate maybe a half an hour of that. Not yeah. not the whole not yeah, the maybe, whole night. Maybe a little high. Yeah. Okay. Well, well maybe five <laughs> a, ten minutes. A few minutes. Yeah. What's we'll that? And then say, all right, I got to cut out. Yeah, and she definitely couldn't get mad at Lance in front of us. No. That's true. I feel she, like that, that's, more, smiles. that's more in-the-car punishment mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. But you'd hate it for Lance when he was in the car by himself one-on-one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or she might. I mean, our wives could think, you know what? That means a lot to me that he wanted me to be part of something that he cares about so much. Which obviously he doesn't. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> as stated earlier, he's not here. That nothing like roasting a man doing his family obligations. <laughs> I got to go one ass to... Asked to be a little late would be the least dangerous. Keep in mind we record till about 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah, inside baseball. Um, two would... What was the second one? Tell me the second one again. Move it to a Move totally to different, a different night. night. Oh. So I, to me, that's number one because it's a Thursday night, and that's not the prime go-out night. Oh, that's a good point. I would be like, it is prime, it's a prime night if you don't want to wait like yeah. an hour. At a it is if you're over 30 with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you play it like... Honey, let's go out on Friday night for your birthday instead of Thursday without ever mentioning the podcast. That's like not so, bad, so we can like have more fun, cut loose a little more. We don't have to get out of bed early for Saturday. Yeah, but whose wife doesn't sniff that out when she knows you're at you're a podcast still on Thursday, leaving Thursday, Thursday oh, on her birthday? Yeah, you do that yeah. pre, and then she's just gonna be mad at you after she realizes you did it for the podcast. <laughs> but you lay the okay. groundwork. You're not expecting to fully get away with this. No, 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 no. Okay. You're gonna get busted, but. I, th- I, think, I think what we've what we learned is that of these three situations, Lance did the right thing. Yes, probably. Yeah, like probably. he <laughs> not, not by not us. picking one of these three situations, <laughs> yeah. he probably made the best. Because choice. fourth on this list is divorce. I think yeah. is what, that, what, <laughs> what we're getting at here. But the best option is to never mention to your wife that there's even a recording on her birthday. Yes, mm-hmm. just let it. There's no slide. conversation about yeah. it, and then if she does find out, like she will, yeah, he will be the hero. Yes, he's in for hero status. Yeah. All right. Well, we miss you, Lance. Well Either done, way. Lance. Yeah. All right, so we've had a uh, couple weeks off here. I'm sure we've got some uh, some full disclosure topics that we need to get out. You ready to do it? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Full disclosure, it's a game that we play. Let your darkest secrets give you away. 
face your demons and then happily say, I'm playing for disclosure with all these crazy happy people. All right, guys, I'll, I'll lead us off. And by the way, has anybody else been searching for tickets to the Adam Family musical after hearing that music? It's been jammed up in my head. i got to go see this. As if you haven't seen it already. No, true. I've noticed myself singing it a couple times. Yeah, it's just fantastic. It's catchy. It's a good little ditty. All right, so my full disclosure. Most of y'all may know we had a big change in our household. And by big change, I mean my wife attempted to go from iPhone Mm. to Android. I didn't know she was doing it. She tried to call me a couple times when I was in a meeting, and I couldn't answer. While she was at the phone store, she was having some issues with her phone, blah, blah, blah. So, can't get in touch with her after the meeting. Phone's down, dead. So, I'm assuming she's swapping out her phone. So, she goes to the Android, which is a six-day disaster. It's atrocious. It just doesn't work with anything in our life. We're everything we've got. We're not huge tech people, but, you know, ease and functionality of using things is, is important. I said, did you think through the process of, like, FaceTime, you know, all text, your message text groups. text groups which all got blown up she was texting groups that didn't exist that were supposed to be in our group that goes in and out so i said did you not think through all this then she finally opens up about the whole chain of events that happens at the store so she'd been having a lot of problems with her phone dropping calls don't know what was going on with it but the guy i call him droid boy is the salesman at the at the store droid boy you yeah. gotta, say, gotta <laughs> say it a weird way like exactly <laughs> One of the things that drives me crazy is if somebody tries to sell me something. Especially high-pressure sales. Yeah, her, I love that. Like, I'm like, I don't do this. These, these LG phones are uh, hot. Oh, <laughs> it's like millions of people are going yeah. away from the iPhone. They're lined like, up. That's one of the lines. Um, the the Android LG-based phone never crashes. You can use FaceTime. You can do your, your group messages. You can You can even set the screen up to look like an iPhone. All this whole spiel he gives her, none of which is true. Mm. Cannot FaceTime. You have to download some other app that we never could get to work that I had to sign up for. She had to sign up for. Our daughter couldn't figure out how to work it, so that was the end of all be all of that. It's just it ended up being a crap show. Luckily, she got a 14 day return thing. She goes back says, you know, I'm just not really happy with this. Here's the problems I'm having with it. Well, she finally does. She said the whole time he, she's getting her new iPhone set up, he's you're not going to be happy with this. It's going to crash. She said, you know what Apple does? They send out a, a stuff that makes your old phone not work, and that's what was wrong with your phone because the new phone's coming out, and they wanted to buy another phone. I was like, yeah, tell them my iPhone 5 still works just fine. Mm-hmm. So full disclosure, that's a long-winded roast for my wife getting getting pressure sailed by Droid Boy. Spoken like a true Droid Boy. Yep. You know, my favorite part about that is that she has an Apple Watch. Yes, that was the best part. She gets <laughs> she gets home and she goes, "Uh oh." Yes, she goes, "Holy crap, my Apple Watch won't work." I said, "Hmm, did you think I <laughs> should have thought about that?" She said, "I guess you can have the Apple Watch." I said, "Okay, that's fine, whatever." And then one of the times she, the first time she went back up, she goes, "I just don't like it. It doesn't work with my Apple." Uh, watch he said well you can get an lg watch you know they're not very expensive I'm like yeah a lot of people have an lg watch yeah let's do that so yeah that was a good point adam i left that out so yeah full disclosure there i've got a full disclosure about last week's full disclosure oh yeah Ooh, we got updates. Update. updates update on the wall here Bulletin update uh, a quick recap for anybody that didn't hear the story but uh my wife uh, i painted there was a particular wall at the top of the staircase that I didn't finish four months ago, to her credit. That's annoying. But she uh, led me to believe it was extremely annoying. While she's out of town, I paint it. And this was like two days uh, before our last recording. And so the episode was released last Monday, eight days after I painted the wall. And my uh, office door opens right after she started listening to the episode. And she's like, no way. I never even noticed. <laughs> Just as we, nice. three of us predicted. Yep. So, so Daniel and I lost that I bet. Think, yeah, we're, yep. we're out. I will uh, I will full disclosure. So as, as you mentioned, I spent seven, eight days in South Korea uh, vacation. Funny thing is that I had everybody that I told I was going to South Korea, everybody asked me two things. Is it for work and is it a mission trip? <laughs> and I can assure you it was neither. Neither. Um, Fun trip, won't go into a lot of detail, but I'll give you my top three things that I appreciate about the South Korean people. Uh, number one is 
everywhere you everywhere you see a sidewalk or any kind of walkway, there's a yellow line that goes right down the middle of the room, and that's to divide the forward traffic and the reverse traffic, which I think is fantastic. Glorious. Uh, number two. Are they on the same side that we typically? Yes, they are. Here? Okay. Yes, they are. Good question. Uh, and it and they abide by that. Uh, so there's no there's no weaving or bumping into people. I mean, every once in a while there is, especially in a subway where it's kind of hectic if somebody's running. But I mean, for the most part, they pay. Do they have dotted that. yellow lines that allow you to pass people? Like, if <laughs> is this a no passing zone? Yeah. No, no, they have to wait till they get to the end yeah. and then they turn. Uh, <clears throat> Could you imagine that on Broadway in Nashville, trying to have something set up like that? The chaos, or, or an airport, or yeah. anywhere. Yeah, but what no. if it worked? It's oh, like, it I kind of like this rule. Oh, I love the rule. Oh, well, you'll love number two. Number two is on an escalator. If you're standing, you're on the right side. If you're walking up, if you want to walk up the escalator instead of stand like some kind of wild man, uh, then you stay on the left. So if you look at an escalator that's like a mile long, and you look up the entire, it's shit, it's leaning to the right because every single person is on the right side of the escalator. The biggest one that I appreciate is if you are sick, you wear a mask, like a surgical type mask. And not that if you don't want to get sick, I'm talking about if you are sick, as a courtesy to people who aren't sick, you wear a mask. And and it's so common that they have they have like designer masks. Like they <laughs> they're form fitting and they're different colors. And I even saw some that had like all kinds of advertisements and stuff on oh, it. Oh so sweet, you can sell space on your mask. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So so there's like a like a purse and a face mask like kit that go together. You probably do, yeah. yeah. You, you got a place for your AirPods that yeah. you can stick in the side. Like, I mean, honey, my throat's a little sore. Have you seen my sick mask? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I saw so many that it, they, you don't even pay attention to. It doesn't even look out of place anymore. Obviously, the Korean people have been listening to our etiquette podcast. Yeah, and oh, on board. They, they could easily write new rules for us. I appreciate that. All right, for me, it's uh, it's been a long week. Uh, I am a, an, an administrator for a, uh, a local high school. And uh, if there's anything that I've learned in the last last nine weeks on this job, it is that uh, there are no new jokes. There are no new jokes. Uh, the the same things that the kids thought were funny when we were growing up, when our moms and dads were growing up, they are still the same jokes. And every kid thinks they are the first one to make that joke. Yeah. Uh, they think they are original, and and it it, it blows people's minds when they realize. This is thirty-year-old material. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that you're dealing with with some, you some mean old stuff. My comedic, and that I, my comedic genius is not really that yeah, genius. Yeah, and so that's that's my full disclosure. So they're they're like not to get into detail, but they're probably crude jokes, right? Some, yes, okay. most, yes. Now, do y'all find yourself, you know, as getting we're near nearing forty? Oh no, no. Sometimes no. feeling a little bit ashamed that you still laugh at some of those same oh, jokes. No, it's not where I thought you were going. Ah. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, they're still almost just as funny as they were yeah. back then to me. Every time my four-year-old says "poop," I smile. I mean, you can't you can't not smile. It's it warms your heart. Word. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going like, now that you're getting close to forty, or your or your jokes getting worse, are you entering the dad joke zone? Uh, I think mine are getting better. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think it's like the uh, like your taste buds change every like seven years apparently like you go through these cycles where they you kind of you kind of change taste i feel like i read that somewhere i have no idea yeah uh but i think i think it works that way with humor too you know like there there are things that like i thought were hysterical in high school and then now i probably wouldn't laugh at those same things you know like like when i was 20 years old larry the cable guy was the 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 funniest funniest human being on the face of the earth and now you know i would there's a hundred thousand other comedians yeah. that I would much rather listen to than than him, and so like you're, you kind of evolve. Yeah. But I feel like we still, you know, are there a hundred thousand comedians? Uh, you know, okay. not good ones, I guess. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah. It was the guy that smashed the watermelons. He was no good. Gallagher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we went through spells in college where it was certain shows that were like appointment TV, South Park being one of them. I've got, I need to sit down and watch a couple episodes. Yeah, I guarantee see you, if, it would be so different. Than yeah, what you remember. see how I feel about it now because it was gold back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was every Wednesday night was we're over at somebody's house and it's New South Park. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, but yeah, that's huge. And even The Simpsons. When you're a kid growing up, which watching The Simpsons was sort if, of taboo. If you were allowed to watch The yeah. Simpsons, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you watch, you're like, this is taboo. Full disclosure. 
Full disclosure. He loves his full disclosure. Full disclosure, full disclosure, full disclosure. All right, so the rest of this episode is going to be all about bullies. We've got a, uh, a bully draft, which probably makes no sense to anyone uh, hearing that, but it will we'll reveal the, uh, the three parts of that draft here in just a minute. And then the main part of our conversation is uh, bullying, like bullying 101. That actually, as I just said that, that doesn't sound right. It sounds like it's a class on how to bully. It's not. That's <laughs> not yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah. So uh, it's a serious topic, and you know we are sometimes serious, sometimes we're not. But we, I feel like we just need a couple of disclaimers here. I mean, we are four dads that are not bullying experts. We don't have any degrees in bullying or how to handle it. So, uh, as we, as you hear us talk about it, you just gotta feel like you need to know that. We I don't. don't th- I don't, don't think, think any of us really were bullies either. No, we've probably experienced some bullying, but I don't. Well, I hope none Kyle of us were. I got, off to, I got off to a rough start. Oh, that's right. We'll, you punched we'll, a five-year-old and curled <laughs> yeah, in the mouth. We'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a rough start, but um, yeah, this we literally want this to sound like we are four dads having a conversation about a topic that we think is important, especially as dads ourselves, to have a discussion about. Because we really, through this, we're trying to educate not only ourselves, but but open the topic up to our listeners out there to just, it is it is a major topic that I think our world is dealing with and our society is dealing with that is hard to answer, hard to deal with, hard to understand. So, And between the four of us, we've got eight kids if you include lance we got 10 kids the oldest of which is what nine and so mm-hmm. uh you know we haven't hit that that stage where it gets really really serious yeah. and really tough and a daily struggle for a lot of kids and so we we want to have these conversations with each other whether we're mic'd up or not uh to be able to to prepare ourselves and to talk about these things and to to help each other out because it's 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 going to happen to to somebody in this room and this is generally our whole reason, back to our origin of this podcast, was because we have these discussions with each other, whether it, you know in settings here, there, and everywhere. So this is literally us sitting around a table. We have not pre-discussed any of this. We're having a discussion about bullying and how it affected us growing up and how we perceive it as dad. So just kind of wanted to set the table for that. All right. Well said. Disclaimers out of the way. Y'all yep. ready to do it? Let's roll. All right, so let's get into our draft this week. This, one, this is called the Bully Draft. There's going to be three rounds. Daniel, uh, can you give us an order, and then I'll tell you the categories. The order for the draft today is Adam, Ryan, myself, and then Kyle. Oh, boy. Back to the usual. Yeah. Adam is first. Adam is first. Like three last. out of like six times he's yeah. been first. It's like the fourth time I've been last. All right. Well, I had a 25% chance tonight. So. <laughs> All right, so we got three categories tonight. The first one uh, are – Names that can get your child picked on. So as parents, as we're uh, picking our children's names, that's a very important role. You have to be thinking ahead to when they're in elementary and junior high. So that will be the first round. The second round are the worst old school bully moves. Like picture the bully in junior high and what he would do to a kid. So the worst of those. And then last, for the third round, we are going to do your – movie or tv bullies that you love to hate all right y'all ready yeah ready to go all right adam you're up for the uh worst name to give your child um a name that's going to get picked on i'm going to say it's a little old school not as much anymore richard yep (laughs) i I think if i think well because no explanation necessary. Yeah, yeah. So. I think we have an intelligent audience, but uh, I think if you have the name Richard, you go by Rich. You don't go by Dick. My dad's name is Richard or Rick. Yeah. Then he goes he go by, by Rick. Rick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. All right. I still, I mean, I'm I'm in sales, and when somebody calls me and says my name is Dick, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm I have a juvenile <laughs> humor. I giggle. Yeah. Internally, most of the time. All right. That was number one on my list, Adam. So yeah, I think, was, I think I'm up second. Yeah, that was one A. You definitely, unless you were born in the 60s, you steer clear yeah. from, from that. Yeah. Uh, I have to go with, I'm going to go general here, but anything that rhymes with a word that you 
Yeah. Don't want your kid's name to mm-hmm. rhyme with. A couple of examples, Bart. Yeah. You don't want Bart because it rhymes with fart. You don't want Lee because it rhymes with P. Right. I mean, when Catherine and I were going through the baby book, that's the type of discussions we were having. Yeah. You got to take your mind to the bully zone to make sure you don't name your kids. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I didn't think about that, unfortunately, when our uh, when we were naming our four-year-old. And um, her name is Molly. And it was not till right after she was born, my friend said, you mean like the drug? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting to say, I, I didn't swear I didn't know that that was a drug yeah. at the time. I'm fully aware that If time, only so. we had uh, had a podcast before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that, that will be long gone by the time she gets up to school age. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a story that my dad always told me that he knew these people. Uh, and I, I believe him. Uh, I hope this is true. But, uh, but he claims he knew these people, that, that he, uh, they, were, they were from the area where he grew up. And they named their kids out of the Sears catalog. Oh, sweet. Uh, so it was like trampoline. and. Well, there was, there was <laughs> one that was named uh, Formica Dinette. Oh, sweet. And, <laughs> and one that was Pajamas. It was spelled like pajamas, oh, but they called them pajamas. pajamas. That's <laughs> pretty better. sweet. And so that was, uh, I feel like if you, oh, when you name your kids, just a weird oddball name like that, that's that's kind of setting mm-hmm. them up for, for possible ridicule down the road, and that's yeah. tough. Pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> yeah. How you spell that? Like pajamas. That's pajamas. unique. Yeah. Can you imagine the teacher like, uh, pajamas? It's yeah. pronounced pajamas. Pa- you know, maybe, he said yeah. that a thousand times. Maybe they times. called him PJ. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I would have gone by PJ. Along yeah. the same lines, my cousin was in the Air Force, and one of the guys he was stationed with, I thought he made this story up at first until the man really exists. His name is Shathid, and you can spell that out just like it's spelled. <laughs> His parents named him Shathid. And I always thought this was a running joke, but it is confirmed. A certain name? four-letter word yes. at the beginning of his name Yes, okay. it is S-head is how it looks. <laughs> goes by Shathid. His sister's name is Orangelo, and it's spelt orange jello. <laughs> that is a true story. Wow. Yeah. That's going to that probably brought on some bullying. Oh, man. As parents, shouldn't you just be executed? Setting, setting your kids up for failure. Yes. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine naming your kid? <laughs> head? He probably acts like it anyway. So. Yeah. You've got to be the baddest mother on the planet. If your parent, you know, it's the boy named Sue thing. That's even more if your kid, if you can name that. You gotta be bad. Yeah, you're either you're either the one that gets bullied all the time, or you are gonna the, be bully. the bully. You're yeah, be you the... got certainly two choices. All right, so Kyle, you're up again, all round right. two here. This are these are the worst old school bully moves. <sighs> Man, this is a. I I gotta think the swirly has to be the worst, because one just just getting your head stuck down in a toilet that's mm. at the school that gets cleaned like every six or seven years. Is there any worse play? I would rather be dumped in the trash can than have my head stuck in a school toilet. So I'm going to swirly. Yeah. It's That's pretty bad. Sad. I wonder what what percentage of our audience knew what a swirly was. I don't know. I'm glad you described Does it. Does anybody ever know anybody that's gotten a swirly? I'm I trying. Was like a myth. I don't think so. I mean, I'm that, trying to think back if it ever happens. you got to admit, that's pretty difficult to do to somebody. Yeah. Like, to hold somebody up like that. All right. Uh, I'll go with the... Uh, uh, email us if you've ever oh, been swirly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's open that wound. I'll go with the, the classic wedgie. Uh, yeah, I don't terrible. know that it's a uh, it's used often anymore, uh, but I, I do remember witnessing a few uh, and maybe experiencing a few of them just in in fun, not yeah. necessarily in a bullying situation, but just messing around. Yeah, those can hurt. Yes, is it back to me? Back to you. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the old trip from behind. You know, when you're walking mm-hmm. and somebody, oh, the bully the comes kick. up behind you, kicks your ankle over in yeah. your other leg, and you fall down. Your books go flying everywhere. Hate that. Yeah, tough times. I thought you were gonna say mine is uh, when you put some a note on the back of somebody, like like the I guess kick, the old school. Kick me. The old yeah. school way is kick me, but then it gets it could get really bad. Yeah. You know, it ramps up so, in yeah. the middle school, years. and you have no idea that people yeah. are calling you that. So. Yeah, that's pretty tough. I, I, never forgot, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a classic. All right, Adam, you're back up with the movie and TV bully that you love to hate. Um, I'm going to say Johnny from Karate Kid. <sighs> oh, Dang, you got that too? Yes, that was my number Sweep one. Sweep the leg. Sweep. 
Well, you know, in, in just Googling that, I found out that there is a conspiracy that uh, Daniel LaRusso actually could be argued that he's the bully. Because he's always starting fights with people. That's so, true. Great pick. It, yeah. All right. Since you stole Johnny, I've got to go with my number two pick here. Uh, not everybody will probably know this person, but i got to go with Negan. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Walking Negan, Negan. Negan and Lucille. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, That's man. A great one. He's, he's a bad all, dude. He's an all-time bad dude. Lucille's a bat with barbed wire around it. That's all you really Weapon need to know. Weapon of choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm still not following. Walking Dead. Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not following. He's a bad bat. You thought, the, what was that one guy, the mayor? You thought he was bad news. Yeah. That guy was no joke. I remember telling somebody that was way ahead of the Walking Dead. I was like, man, this guy, the mayor, is crazy. He's like, oh, well, you yeah. have no idea. He's kiddie. He's kiddie. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Good one. I don't know if you guys were like me, but usually every uh, Christmas Eve I had it on TBS, and I would watch A Christmas Story at least five, six times. And uh, when I think of a bully, Uh I think of yellow-eyed Scotty Farkas. Yep. Uh, He is the, to me, just the quintessential bully. And he got the crap beat out of him. Is there any more sweeter justice than that? (laughs) That's That's the one good thing about a bully is you'd love to see him get beat up. Oh, yeah. Last Close, but not least, this, out. this could be a stretch, but to me, one of the all-time great bullies that got handed what he needed, Ivan Drago. Mm. I think we'll accept it. Yeah, like adult four. version now, yeah. yeah. But he got handed the American way. So, yeah, that's my my bully. I like it. All right, so as we get into our main topic here, we got to start, I think, by defining it. Like, what is bullying? And like you said earlier, Kyle, I mean, we don't plan this stuff. I mean, we just got some talking points and we're going through it. So when I say define it, I'm talking not like Webster's version or what truly is it, but like from your mind, if somebody just randomly walked up to you and said, what is bullying, what would you say? The common denominator version? Yeah. Well, for me, a standard, it's a person or people that hold some what they view as some type of advantage over the person they are bullying, whether that's an economic, a social, uh, an intelligence, physical. They, physical. They feel like they hold some sort of power over that person and are gratified by exploiting that whatever they perceive as that weakness i guess you could say that sounded pretty textbook right there you may have nailed it on yeah i might ought to walk out i might have dropped my mic yeah i mean to me i I guess where i always struggle is bullying sounds worse than like picking on but to me picking on people even like name calling can turn into like bullying yeah so there's got to be different levels there but i don't know i think there are different levels too because there is the lighthearted jabs like where's the line between kind of messing with somebody and making fun of somebody and, and i guess it I, to answer my own question i think that has to do with how if you're friends with them right especially good friends with somebody then yep. you can kind of mess with them especially if they're messing with you back but that's if, the key i think yeah. if it's reciprocated res, uh, yeah that word i'm trying to say reciprocated no nope. reciprocated thank you reciprocated <laughs> that's a tough one um reciprocated there's a couple guys at work we just absolutely dog each other and if you didn't know that we knew each other and did this to each other like man y'all guys are terrible to each other why, why y'all talk like that but we love doing that that's fun we have with each other so i think that's a big part of it when mm-hmm. it's back and forth when mm-hmm. it gets real one-sided and somebody's clamming up and not enjoying it yeah. i think that's when you cross the line into bullying in my opinion yeah, I think you guys are are all over the definition right right here. And I will I'll put my my educator hat on and tell you at least from from my vantage point, from my uh, you know, what I've what I've read, what I've experienced, what I've seen, this is this is this is bullying. It involves uh, three things. Uh, the first is uh, what Kyle alluded to that there's some sort of power imbalance or you've got somebody who has some authority and not some authority that's been granted by them, but some sort of of power over somebody else. You know, there there's a there's a party, and then there's a vulnerable party to the situation, uh, and so that's the the first thing that's present in the bullying situation. Which is why when it's two buddies ribbing each other, that's that's not necess- that's not bullying because you've got two people on the same level 
uh, with it's consensual. The, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With you know, not one has, has authority on what the over the other. Depends on what definition of it is. Is yeah. Uh, so power imbalance, uh, then uh, some sort of intent to cause harm, like like some sort of, of true intent. You're doing this to hurt somebody's feelings, to hurt somebody's reputation, to hurt somebody's, uh, you know, fill in the blank. There, there is some sort of intent to harm. And then I think uh, number three, and I think if this is the difference in joking around with somebody or, or messing around or picking on somebody versus bullying is the repetitive nature of it. Uh, it's it's something that is a continual process, something that has been going on, that keeps going on, that there's uh, that there's no sign, necessary sign of, of stopping of that. So what makes what really makes the bullying is the power imbalance, the repetitive nature and that intent to to hurt, intent to harm. I feel like I just learned something. Yeah, yeah. Too. thank you. All right, so let's go back. We'll, the rest of this will kind of break into two parts. One, from the perspective of us as grade schoolers. Um, and then the second part we'll get into is switch to like our perspective now as dads, which are two totally different perspectives. Mm-hmm. But a little on the lighthearted side, I mean, think back to your you know grade school, junior high self. What were your most bullyable traits? My size was my most. Listen, I'm still not a, I'm not a tall fellow. <laughs> full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure. If you haven't seen any pictures, I'm not very tall. But I was, you know, at one point in school, like, I had a massive growth spurt in like my feet, in my head, but the middle part of my body, the rest was way behind. Like, so I was 110 pounds with size 10 shoes, and a big head. So you're like a clown. Yes, I was basically a walking clown. I mean, my head looked like I had a helmet on. My head was so big. I had a lot of. It's hard to also hard to believe. I had a ton of hair. Had like helmet hair is what you know. Some a couple of my friends big head and yeah. a lot of hair. It's a bad yeah, combo. But, yeah. I mean, we're talking size seven and a half fitted hats here. So so what what age is this? And middle school is when it really. You know, I hit that fifth, sixth, seventh grade kind of growth spurt, and like I said, it was I was all feet and head and. That was an easy target. And, I mean, did you get picked on for that? Uh, a little bit. I've always been kind of I don't give a crap attitude when anybody thinks or says about me. So that helped a lot. I would say I was probably bullied about it. It just didn't bother me. I just didn't care because I would fire back, you know, a lot of times with some stuff. And so, yeah, I was looking back, I was probably bullied about it. It just didn't didn't really bother me that much. That's just my my personal attitude towards it. Mine was physical too, but mine was just being a larger person, as my mother-in-law yeah. calls fat people. <laughs> <laughs> he's husky. Uh, he's a larger person, yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't uh, kind of like what you said. I rem- I, I, rem- I wasn't ridiculed for it or anything like constant bullied, but I do remember things. I remember a specific moment and person and time and what that person said to me, and I'm sure they don't, but I just remember. It's weird the things that you remember, you know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that 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 was that was mine too. Just being, being the fat kid a little bit. Daniel was just Ever. cool. So he know, was he know. was the bully, is what yeah. he was. I don't cool. remember really sure. being made fun of for a lot. I mean, there might have been some small things, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't put my finger on any one quality or or thing that people were like, hey, you, I don't know, I, I don't know. You can, if they'd only know, if they were, yeah. if they'd only known you peed in a pickle jar, they yeah. could have been. You could have been a target. Yeah, man. God, lucky over here. Yeah, I, cool well, hand Luke over yeah. here. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like a super attractive kid. I wasn't a super <laughs> athletic kid. I wasn't like a super, you know, thin fit kid. But you just kind of flew know. under the radar just, in all areas. Just, I think I was very average in all of those those departments. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say. There was a lot of confusion over you having a brother that is an exact twin. That yeah. it, the people were so yeah. confused. They didn't maybe know it they was were, always like, "Hey, there's there's two of them. We you know yeah, you, don't don't mess with that know, game. You back up, even though yeah, we weren't, we weren't gonna fight anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Images, everything. I guess. Well, mine not uh, not as lucky as Daniel over here. I had uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, red hair. It was bright red back then, and so I was just a walking target, and I didn't. Uh, like you said, Adam, I don't remember like a lot of ridicule about it, but I do remember 
a couple comments. And I remember what was funny is that who I would have told you was my best friend in sixth grade was the worst. And I, looking back, I, y'all actually probably know, some of y'all know him. He was just an insecure person. I just didn't realize that at the time. So he was putting me down to like lift himself right. up. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It hmm. just, uh, it's still, like you said, it just, I, that's burned into my mind. It, it made me feel terrible. But yet for some, whatever reason, I still continue to be yeah. friends with this guy. And quite honestly, I was probably picked on a lot more than I remember. It's probably one of those things you, you kind of, as time passes, you put it out of your mind. and Well, and you probably pointed out the essence of bullying is insecurity with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, have y'all watched, has anybody watched uh, 13 Reasons Why, the series on My Netflix? wife is watching that. I haven't, I haven't watched it. She said I need to watch it. It's really good. It, it is good. It's a little, it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. But, I mean, it is good. And it talks or it deals a lot with bullying. Uh, and they make declarations right off the bat. It's like, you know, this is what it is. And also suicide. It's, yeah. It's big into that. But especially the bullying thing. And in the earlier episodes, you start seeing the bullies right away. And then in the later, you start to figure out that they're they're totally insecure about right. themselves. It's just like any other A lot of times there's, there's a home problem. Or oh, yeah. It's more, exactly. More times than not, they're being bullied. True. And they're passing it uh, on. Yeah. True. It's a learned trait, I guess. Yeah. Do y'all have any like specific memories of of the types of bullying you saw the most of or any you know, like specific memories of, of a bully doing something to somebody that kind of stuck with you in your mind? I guess if I had to generalize, I mean, I felt like name calling was a big part and, and appearance, uh, like we kind of mentioned. I, I remember one specific thing. This just stands out in my mind. And luckily, I was old enough at this point to intervene. Uh, where I probably wouldn't have when I was younger and yeah. more insecure, I guess. But it was probably in, I don't know, maybe my sophomore or junior year. I remember one of the kids, you know, in every school, every class has the kid that kind of gets picked on for whatever reason, you know, and they're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so this was the, the grade below me. And I remember a kid going up to him and I, I don't want to get too graphic here, but mm-hmm. he, the, the kid was down uh, at his locker on his knees, like getting some stuff out. And the kid uh, came up behind him and uh, did something with one of his body parts, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. And I, that's a, one of the first times I ever remember my life like snapping. Like I went and I felt good about it, even though it's probably not the way you should handle it. <laughs> Daniel's frowning up on me probably right now. But I went and snatched up the kid that did it because I was a lot bigger than him. It was probably making me a bully, but he learned he's learned a lesson that day. I'll just yeah. say. Oh, that's more like the Americans bullying the Nazis. I think that was yeah. a, that was a good instance. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's, uh, you're 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 taking up for because that's that that's what again bullying is. Is he that was that guy was picking on somebody vulnerable who I'm I'm going out on a limb, but I'm willing to say no matter what that guy did, that kid was not going to stand up to him. No oh, matter yeah. what, that, he, he was that, just sitting yeah, there cowering. Yeah, he didn't kid, even want to look at him. That and and the guy that did that knew I can do this because I can get away with it because this kid's not going to do anything yeah. back to me, and this kid is is has no power over me and is not going to ever be able to to come back at me. And that's that's what it takes is is somebody else standing up for that kid because that kid the, the kid physically or emotionally or mentally can't stand up for himself in that situation. Uh, and so that's why it, ha- it it takes some intervention on the part of somebody else uh, to to sometimes remedy those situations. Now, whether I don't know if violence is the the best first impulse <laughs> uh, to to do that, but that that's what some people's first impulse is. Well, that leads to another question: How do you handle a bully, Daniel? Yeah, yeah we're looking at you, <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Because uh, I'm well, I'm leaning towards what Ryan did. I like that. It's. But. It's a it's a tough situation because students or children that are that are dealing with that they have to be able to find an adult that they can trust that they can talk to and sometimes that's a very 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 difficult thing to to open up to somebody because they may have some trust issues and they may have some insecurities about themselves or they may they they may be so afraid of being the kid that that narks on somebody that that would just lead to more more bullying and more bullying and more bullying and so they're they're so rattled with fear that they're afraid to step up and say something but but that's that's got to be 
the first move is being able to to find some help, to find some help from some authority that can be a, a, a mediator, that can go in and, and figure out the situation and talk to responsible adults and have good conversations and and discipline the the bully in some way. But that's a man, that's a tough first step for kids. That was my question to you. Okay, Daniel, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. My kid comes to you and says, Hey, this this is a bullying situation I'm dealing with spills a whole story for you, opens up to you as an administrator. What happens next? Uh, you you talk to to other children. You get other sides of the story. My mother always my mother who is a career educator, uh, administrator in an elementary school for, for over a decade, uh, always says, you know, there's two sides to every story and the truth is usually somewhere in between. Right. And so, you know, you've got to be able to to see things from all sides. Uh, and you can't ever you can't ever assume you you know what happened. Right. You can't ever as- assume real intentions from people, uh, and so you've got to you got to discuss and you got to dialogue and you got to you got to investigate find, yeah. investigate the situation. And, and you become a private investigator trying to figure out what happened and what you can prove, what you can't prove, uh, because you know if you don't have if you don't have strong evidence against something, you can't right. You can't call a parent and say, "Hey, we're we're suspending a kid, or we're kicking a kid out of school, or we're doing this, or we're doing that." If you don't have proof, right? And so you've you you've got to be able to get that from from multiple sources and back stuff up. Uh, and that's sometimes that's really tough to do. But you've got to you've got to have you got to have dialogue from all from all sides. As as a teacher and administrator, are you the extreme cases of bullying? Are you are administrators and teachers pretty aware of that pretty quickly in today's Yes, no, maybe depends. I I think sometimes yes. Some some things are very overt, but man, some things it's hit pretty well. You don't know, and some things happen in the classroom while a teacher is present, and you may never know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, and and both parties are not saying anything about it. Yeah, and sometimes until it's been happening for a really long time, and so it's uh, yeah, it can be out there and open and obvious, but. Sometimes it couldn't be, and then other times it's all, it's all digital, and so that's something that you yeah, you have exactly. no idea that it's going on because it's going on uh, somewhere in the cloud. Yeah, usually so, with nobody other involved than the two people yeah. that it's happening to. Yeah, you mentioned something a few minutes ago about like opening up and telling somebody. I mean, put yourself back when y'all were kids. Like, did y'all go home and tell oh, yeah, your horrifying. parents yeah. about anything going on no, in school? No way. Yeah. It's, and, and that's why, you know, it's like, it's the easy thing to say of, Hey, you got to tell somebody, but the act oh, it's, that, it's so yeah. it, it's, it's, it's very difficult and very, <clears throat> very hard. Uh, and, and yeah, it's the be, it's the best first step, but, but it's not an easy one. Well, the only thing worse than getting picked on for something you're doing is getting picked on. Is is that bully finding out that you try to tell on him and get him in mm-hmm. trouble? And now he's really high oh, yeah. off. Oh yeah, the snitches get stitches. Philosophy, gets, yeah. they ramp it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that happens. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, of course, from my perspective, I, I wasn't a completely insecure kid, but I definitely had some insecurities. I mean, just even admitting that you're weak or somebody's making fun of you, just makes you feel even more insecure, you know, so mm-hmm. you just kind of, at least I did, I always kept it in. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the natural reaction is to, I'll just bottle this up. I'll just, you know, it's not that big a deal. I'll yeah. bottle it up until there's only so much you can bottle up. I mean, it really becomes to a boiling point when you're like, uh, I remember this one's kind of circling back a little. This always has stuck in my head and to this day bothers me. Um, we had an extremely autistic kid that was in our school. Um, this is kind of before, you know, you really figured out how to handle some of the things that happened with autistic kids because in a lot of cases he was put in environments with everybody else that made him so vulnerable to, I'll never forget in the bathroom, he was terrified of if the word fire that was his like trigger word. You could say the word fire or like if they had fire drill, he had to be removed from school to not have to deal with the fire alarms. The word fire even set him off. Never forget it was in the bathroom and he was in the stall using the bathroom. And I remember these kids coming in. I don't even remember who it was or what the circumstances were, but I remember him. He was literally sitting down using the bathroom, banging on his stall, yelling fire. And he was in there screaming, 
just it was just constant yeah. and it's just that has always burned in my mind like that is the worst form of bullying mm-hmm. that you could somebody that is that vulnerable is terrified of a word and everybody knows that everybody knows it and you choose to use that against that person I hope I uh, really it's been my like I said I can't really remember who it was and I, I don't I don't know if I blocked that part out of my memory I just hope they're in jail let's go pound them yeah I just, just hope they're in prison somewhere doing some hard times if you Bust think of their lines. name yeah let us know. if it comes to me we'll, we'll go seek out some justice it's disappointing that none of that was ever really stopped with this guy like from a student standpoint from an administration standpoint it just was allowed to go on too long I mean, looking back at your, you know, yourself, if you could go back and talk to your elementary school or junior high self from obviously the perspective of where we're at now, which is a lot more knowledgeable, a lot more secure, what would you, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give? Talk to more people. Yeah. Uh, You know, go... Uh, expand your bubble, you know, you know, get out, sit somewhere different at lunch every now and then and, uh, and visit with, with those people, say hi to those people that, that don't get said hi to as much or or smile at the people that don't, don't get a whole lot of smiles. Uh, you know, cause it's, it's easy to, to hang out with the people that, that are like you. Uh, and that's that. That's where a lot of bullying comes from, are, are from identity issues, uh, because it's it's somebody who is, or are, you know, you're bullying somebody who is a different, sometimes you know, either a, a different gender, a different race, a different sexual orientation, a different uh, religion, a different socioeconomic status, whatever. Like it, it's you're 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 seeking out somebody different than you to bully and and maybe if you just created relationships with those people that were different even if they were surface level hellos sometimes it might open a few more doors and a few more eyes to just realize we're all together i don't know that was you always see those viral stories too in videos about like where always there's a situation like that and the coolest high school quarterback guy always befriends somebody like that and you know, you think, golly, you, you think back to those situations, like, that's the most alpha move ever to, like, completely, like, take your popularity and your prestige in a school and completely flip it around on everybody where you befriend the kid that's – you see those stories that happen every now and then, and I'm like, golly, man, I wish I would have had that much forethought and wisdom at 17 as this mm-hmm. kid has. Obviously, he's got something inside him or her or whoever it is that uses – you know the old Spider-Man with great responsibility comes, or great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It's kind of like, gosh, you wish if I could go back in that that restroom again, I'd come out. I, I would go in guns blazing on those guys just because I would have probably got the crap beat out of me. But but my By guns, you mean hands? Yes, right? my hands. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, we were allowed <laughs> we're to carry. Just making sure. <laughs> Listen, we were allowed <laughs> to carry know. in Robertson County. Of course you day. were. Yeah, that's several years ago. No, I would. I, you know, still to this day, as when I go back in that situation, I was like, man, I just wish I walked over and punched somebody. Just stop it. Just to stop mm-hmm. it. That's not the right response. What is the right response? I wish I'd have just stood up and said, "Hey, uh, enough, stop." You know, just mm-hmm. just that. Would it have done any good? I don't know. Maybe it would have. I don't know. But well, I, that something. person knows there's one more person on their side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they are standing up, and that's like, and there's different like, I mean, forms goodness, of that. Yeah, you look. It's it's the biblical. It's, it's the Jesus model. I mean, you look at who he who he chose for his. For the people around him, and I don't know if I'm getting into your Bible time. I don't know what you were going to talk oh, about. Carry on. But like, it's you know he hung out with the outcast and the the people that uh, that nobody else wanted to hang out with, and and said, no, I'm going to give these like these people a voice and basically empower them change the to change the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and so it, it's like like you've just got to be able to to reach out and and look at different people differently. Uh, and and that's man, that was hard to do when I was a you yeah. know pubescent teenager. Yeah. And uh, and I, I, I it's it's easy advice to say, but but it's hard to do. And well, listen, it, it's easy to say too that God, you know, I'm glad that's not me getting picked on. Let me just stand over in the shadows. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier, but you know, just being quiet and laying low, so I don't get picked on. That well, that, that all, happens too. All of that is completely applicable at 
40 just as it oh, is yeah. at 16. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I find myself doing the exact same thing just in my friend groups. You know, it, it like you said, it is easy to to hang out with the people that you're closest with or friends with. Um, but yeah, it takes a leap sometimes to, to go over to that person that's not near as popular. And in any in any setting, if it's a church or work or whatever it is, you yep. know. So obviously, you know, Daniel mentioned earlier. I mean, we've got kids, and they're not quite to the age where we're having to deal with bullying um, yet. But I mean, I'm finding myself like my perspective is starting to totally change from what I saw as bullying when I was, you know, in high school to what I'm starting to see as, see it as now. So. I mean, what, what, how's your how's your perspective starting to change? I guess is the question. Oh, it's man, it's tough because you think about how much love you have for your kid, and you just think about somebody else making your kid feel, you know, feel that way. It just sends cold shivers down your spine thinking about it. Yeah. Or the, the fear of of what if my kid's doing that to somebody? Right. Yeah, that's that's, and right. even worse. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, man, that that's a gut punch. Yeah. Because then it, then it just questions every decision you make, or what am I modeling for my kid? Yeah. Uh, so that's and here's the worst scary. part it's going to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no matter what you one do one side or the other it's going to happen or yeah. both you know who knows but yeah it's I, like you, you feel that but then at the same time you know you can't protect them like fully yeah from, from doing it or not doing it and nor should you like totally protect them from everything I mean, you can't right. be that parent either so it's like <laughs> for me I'm already wondering like where's the line it's yeah. not just a line. It's a gray area, I think, that we're all going to have to face as we get older, or our kids get older, I guess. My philosophy on most of parenting thing I, I, is to try to be an open book and discuss. And, you know, even my little girl started school, and she's she's had somewhat of a tough adjustment because she is an extremely ch- shy child. And we've had discussions with her teacher and her. She does a little after-school program. She has done excellent in school. She's really succeeding in that environment. She is struggling in the after-school program. It's one of those things where a whole bunch of kids, K through five, are in a group and they do productive things. They work on some of their homework. They play games. They, but she just has really struggled with adapting in that environment. Of course, the first thing that I go to and I'm trying to discuss with her is: Is somebody picking on you? Is something's happening to you? Is something, you know? And I'm questioning my five-year-old. Yeah, you're thinking the worst. I've gone to yeah. the worst yeah. place yeah. possible. And it's to the point where we discussed, we had a discussion with her teacher and the after-school program director. They've immediately said, hey, we know this. She's very shy. We're not having any issues, like her acting out or anybody bothering her. As a matter of fact, we put her in a group with some of her classmates in an after-school program. She said she just is extremely shy and feels, I think, overwhelmed by a large group, which she does, which my wife struggled with that when she was an adolescent growing up. So she's definitely got some of those traits. But, yeah, immediately my mind goes to, well, I'm kicking in the doors and coming in and stopping some bullying. So don't know the right answer how to deal with it. I think just talk about it. And, she, of course, she doesn't want to talk. You pick her up and say, how's your day? It's fine. You know, you can always tell when she's had one of those kind of anxiety days. So I don't know. I don't know the right answer. i got to think it's better when – parents are involved and approach the situation if they feel something's wrong too because that helps open your you guys eyes oh yeah yeah you've got to be able to 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 talk about it and and sometimes the only people the student feels comfortable talking to are are their parents and so then you know if it's an issue that involves other other children you've got to be willing to talk to other people about it And, and whether that's talking to other other parents which could be tough if if you have no relationship with it, with them, or it could even be tougher if you do have a relationship yeah, with them right? to go to those other parents and say, Hey, this is, this is what your kid, or this is what my kid is saying your kid is doing. Uh, and so sometimes it, it could be better maybe to, to communicate that with the school and let, let, uh, you know, administrators be a go between or something. But, but yeah, I think it with, with it's, when it's with your kids, you have to, you, you, you can't just ignore that it's an issue. Right. Like you can't just wait. You can't sit back and wait for something to happen and then discuss it. Because if you do that, you're you're way, way, way too late. You've got to be out in front and open and talk about these things and prep your kids and say when people say these things or when you see other kids do these things, you know, how are you going to react? What are you going to do? And the more you can coach them and talk about it and be open to it, I think the better responses they will have when they're put in those situations. 
but you've got to you got to prepare them for it. I'm going to be going home and having a conversation with my kids, <laughs> <laughs> or having Daniel have a conversation with my kids. Well, it's tough because you know you find yourself thinking about the kids in that perspective from the perspective of getting bullied. But I mean, us as parents, it's it's tough. Like, when does it go so far, or where is where is the line that you have to go say something? And like Daniel was saying, who do you say it to? And I'm sure there are people listening to this have been struggling with this like when do I say something and then who do I go to and there's just that awkwardness of I'm you yeah. know in your mind of am I am I overdoing this as a parent or you know in a perfect world if Daniel's kids picking on my kid I go to Daniel and say hey man we need to sit down let's sit down have some dinner let's talk mm-hmm. through this and see what's going on but yeah and you probably deal with this that doesn't always work that's probably a maybe a decent place to start but you know for better or worse, there's a lot of there's a lot of situations where my kid wouldn't do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you everybody's everybody's going to defend their kid, right? And 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 believe their kid all all the time. Yeah, or, or a lot of the time. Right. And so, like you know, you you know, if you you talk about my kid, I'm going to get defensive. Right. And and that's just your natural. Uh, you know, you go into self preservation mode, and that's that's the way you react. Yeah. And so that it, it it can be a very humbling, very tough conversation to have with anybody else yeah. to be able to say, I, I, you know, I think your kid's doing this. I don't know. I, I, and that's where you're talking about maybe it's good third-party mediator through the school or guidance counselor or whatever, however that maybe whoever the, the kid's gone to to say, hey, look, let's back up. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. We investigated the situation. Let's put all our defenses aside. We need to have a discussion about this. This has to mm-hmm. stop. And you got to, I mean, like Daniel said, there's two sides to every story. So I think if you are having that conversation, right. you don't come in guns a blazing. You come in with, hey, this is what I, this is the part of the story I've yeah. heard. Let's talk through it. What else? Is there something else I'm missing? Because there is a form of bullying that is a setup job, too, where, you know, and this probably happens more than not. You know, some kids are aware enough to say, and it happens in our society, there are certain things you can accuse people of that gets them in so much trouble and even kicked out of school or lose their job or lose their family. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And there's a form of bullies that use hot button words and we can all go through and we can list what those words are. You know, you can call somebody something that gives them a, a black mark immediately. That could be completely untrue. And that person spend, can spend the rest of their life trying to get, through that accusation so there's a form of bullying where it's reversed where the bullies are going to authority figures or going to a boss and saying you know he said this to me and it could be completely a lie but then that triggers a whole thing that could spiral your life out of control so like daniel said there's a lot of investigating having to be done when when these situations happen so closing it out here i guess i mean we kind of touched on what we would go back and tell our our juvenile selves but I mean if you're if there's a kid listening out there today that's struggling on either side whether they are the bully or being bullied or if a parent is out there and they uh, have a kid that's either one of those and they don't know what to do I mean not that we are the wisest but I mean what if you could offer any advice what would it be just talk about it you got to be as hard as it is there are, if you're a kid right now and you think there's nobody in the world that cares that you're getting just absolutely ridiculed and hammered every day at school or wherever, where you're working, a part-time job, there are people that care. I mean, there's, there are administrators that l- legitimately care about your well-being, that there's an aunt, there's an uncle, there's your parents, somebody, somebody cares. Um, so find who that person is in your life that cares because they're 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 there it's your guidance counselor it's your you know it's daniel sitting across from us he he cares he cares about his students um if you don't believe it you could if you could hear about him talking about his week he had at school and how much it obviously wrecked him you can tell he's exhausted he cares um so those people exist don't think never think you're alone in the battle yeah, I would I would say, and we haven't really talked about it a lot, uh, but I, I I would say you have to talk with your children and you have to be active with your children uh, and protecting them with uh, social media. 
uh, I, I I think nowadays uh, the the bullying is very different than it was when we were in school and and I would think upwards of I, I really don't think I'm exaggerating but I, I would think 85 to 90 percent of the bullying uh, takes place uh, on uh, technology platform whether that's Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, whatever the the app of the day is, uh, or whether it's just sending text messages, that's that's something that that you cannot protect your kid enough uh, from those, and you've you've got to to be able to use the restrictions and use just common sense, and and not allow your kids to to have those if. If they're not using Snapchat, they can't be bullied on Snapchat. And I know that's tough because that makes kids, they your kid doesn't want to be the one kid that doesn't have it. Uh, but uh, I, I think that at some point there will be maybe maybe a time when we, when, when the bubble burst and we finally have a group of parents that goes back and says, hey man, I might get my kid a flip phone until they're, until they're <laughs> 17. Yeah. And uh, and man, I would, I would just stand up and and hug that parent, uh, and and congratulate them because that's sometimes that might be what it takes. Yeah, it's, we we haven't even touched on on the cyberbullying stuff, but it, it does just it, it offers an extra layer of anonymity that that doesn't exist in the real world, yep. and which empowers people to do things and say things that they would never say, yep. you know, in the real world, you know, that you have all these people that will, that will say awful things to you online. But then if they, if they saw you face to face, they would never even never think about say saying something that. like yep. that. They'd say, man, Hey man, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's I love, awesome. I love yeah. listening to your radio show. Uh, and, and, but n- never in a million years would they ever say that to you face to face. And so it just gives people, you can hide behind oh, one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Yeah. And it's a whole lot easier to type out something awful than it is to verbalize that yep. to somebody face to face. And so it just gives, gives people extra power. And that's, and that's, that's what the whole bullying thing is built off of is, is somebody has got a little bit of, of power over somebody else. And that just, that just makes that power that much easier to get. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you have some sort of digital platform. So long story short, <laughs> whether it's cyber bullying, whether it's at school, at work, wherever, doesn't matter what platform or where, who or how, Trust your gut. If you think something's wrong with your kid, if you think something's bothering your kid, dig it out. Dig it out of them. Don't just ask, no, it was fine, and don't leave it at that. If you can't get the answer out of them, go further. Go to your school administrator. Go to their teachers. Say, hey, have you been noticing that my kids have been off a little bit lately? Well, you know, I've noticed a little bit. If nothing else, just us having our conversation with our two people that interact with our daughter every day, whether or not they know something's going on, at least me talking to them, I feel like now they're aware of it. Well, everybody, it was a little heavier subject today, but we felt like it was something on our hearts we really wanted to talk about. And, you know, bullying, is there a more hot topic in society right now, and especially for people with kids? So we wanted to talk about it. We hope we talked about it intelligently. We hope we give some good advice and as always, if if you guys have any experiences or uh, would like to share some stories with us about this topic, you know, just reach out to us. Uh, State of the end, Adam, and give us all the all the ways you can reach out to us. But uh, bullying, it's a subject that at some point has affected everyone. It's not just for kids in the hallway anymore. Bullying is just as active in the adult world. If you don't believe it, go on social media and start reading comments. In the instance of social media. When did it become okay to say things to people that you would never say to their face? It's hard to believe that it's easier now as a society to tear someone down than it is to build them up. It's my prayer that empathy and compassion find their way back into our everyday interactions. I found two verses when I was researching what to say that I feel touch on this topic. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God gave us a spirit not to fear, but of power and love and self-control. And Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I believe there is only one way to change the narrative, and that is to start with fixing the one staring you in the mirror. Because the truth is, I may not bully anyone, 
but I know for sure I can have a whole lot more compassion for my fellow man. And compassion is the antidote that we need for what is ailing us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, reach out to us, and we'll talk to you next time. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Daniel Knox, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Common Pod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.